RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The Legislative Council passes an immigration bill the government hopes will screen illegal immigrants at source. Senior leaders in the catering industry express surprise at a government requirement that non-vaccinated staff will need a doctor's note instead and a bus driver is jailed for four years over a crash in 2019 that left six people dead and dozens injured. Lawmakers have voted in favour of an immigration bill the government hopes will screen illegal immigrants at source amid a backlog of asylum applications. It takes effect on August the, th- August the 1st, but critics voiced fears it would prevent people from entering or leaving Hong Kong. Maggie Ho reports. Lawmakers voted 39 to 2 in favour of the bill. Security Chief John Lee said it would prevent the number of illegal immigrants from rising and claimants from abusing the system. He made it clear people's travel rights won't be affected. Government critics beg to differ. They say the new law will empower authorities to bar anyone without a court order from entering or leaving Hong Kong and fails to prevent indefinite detention for refugees. The Security Bureau insisted the law would be applied only to inbound flights and target illegal immigrants. The government says there are currently 13,000 refugee claimants in Hong Kong and that it wants to tackle the backlog. A member of a concerned group, Chao Hang Tung, says she's still worried about the new law despite government assurances it only applies to inbound flights. To say that you are only restricting inbound flights, again, we have already stressed that we are worried both about inbound and outbound flights. If you can stop a Hong Kong citizen from boarding an inbound flight, meaning that anyone who left Hong Kong cannot come back, that's also a very worrying situation, right? So just by limiting this to inbound flight doesn't really allay our concern, I would say. So even if including that in a subsidy legislation, again, that doesn't help. The government says it may terminate the contract of BGI, the mainland laboratory recently involved in COVID testing blunders, if it's found to have committed serious mistakes. In a statement, the authorities also said it may take the lab off the list of service providers in future tenders. BGI gave 28 false positive results on April the 20th. As a result, those being tested were hospitalised and their close contacts were isolated unnecessarily. The government also said if any individual staff members of the lab were found to have breached their codes of conduct, the cases will be referred to the Medical Laboratory Technologist Board for follow-up action. Catering sector leaders say they've been blindsided by the government's requirement for staff to produce a doctor's note if they want a COVID-19 jab exemption. From tomorrow, pubs and clubs can reopen and restaurants can further ease social distancing measures provided staff are inoculated or have an exemption. Francis Sipp reports. Raymond Cho from the Institution of Dining Arts said he was shocked to hear about the doctor's note, which staff need in addition to filling out a health declaration to say why they can't get a jab. Speaking on a radio show, he estimated around 50% of staff in the sector were willing to get inoculated. For those who can't, he hoped the government could take a more relaxed approach as seeing a doctor would mean extra cost. Ben Lam from the Licensed Bar and Club Association said the government's decision differed to what was discussed at prior meetings. But the Director of Food and Environmental Hygiene, Irene Young, said it shouldn't be hard for staff to get a doctor's note, since such people would need to consult a doctor to see if they were medically fit for vaccination. To other news, a bus driver has been sentenced to four years in prison over a traffic accident on Fanling Highway that killed six people in December 2019. Vicky Wong has more. 
Manchi Kwong had pleaded guilty to dangerous driving after his KMB bus crashed into a tree on the side of the Fanling Highway, killing six passengers. 39 passengers were injured, eight of them seriously, with most of the roof of the double-decker torn apart in the smash. In handing down the sentence, District Court Judge Isaac Tam said the 57-year-old driver had endangered his passengers. On top of the prison sentence, he also ordered the suspension of man's driving licence for five years. The defendant, who had previously been fined for careless driving in a separate incident, was also ordered to take a driving improvement course. For the first time in her long career as a senior government official, Chief Executive Carrie Lam has hosted a TV show on RTHK. The first two episodes of her programme, Get to Know the Election Committee Subsectors, were aired on the public broadcaster's TV channel this evening. In the shows, Mrs Lam interviewed Bunny Chan, chairman of the pro-establishment Kowloon Federation of Associations, and Wong Yuk San from the MPCSC's Basic Law Committee over Beijing's overhaul of the city's electoral system. You're listening to RTHK. The time's now exactly five minutes past 11. Cathay Pacific is offering its local-based pilots and cabin crew voluntary redundancy as part of efforts to further slash costs amid the pandemic. Priscilla Ng reports. In an internal memo sent to staff, the struggling carrier says despite mass vaccinations and travel bubbles being formed, the pace of recovery is still highly unpredictable and the prospect of resuming international travel remains clouded in uncertainties. Cathay says it sees no discernible improvement in the short to medium term and expects to continue operating a skeleton passenger flight schedule for some considerable time. It's told local pilots and cabin crew that that they have until May the 12th if they want to sign up for the voluntary redundancy scheme and they'll be offered a competitive redundancy package with additional payouts. Last month, Cathay reported a record annual loss of $21.65 billion. It said there was a need to further cut costs as it had been burning through as much as $1.9 billion in cash each month. The airline announced last week that it will close its Canadian pilot base and is considering doing the same with its bases in Australia and New Zealand. Last year, Cathay axed almost 6,000 jobs worldwide, including 5,300 positions in Hong Kong. The Correctional Services Department has complained of overcrowding at two of its detention centres, with the number of people remanded in custody hitting a decade high due to a spike in arrests made over the 2019 protests. Wendy Wong reports. In its annual review, the department says the average daily number of people on remand last year was 1,962, representing a 37% jump from 2011. On one day, the number of people in custody awaiting trial hit 2,195. It should be noted that as the legal proceedings of the cases in relation to the social disturbances were in progress, there was an increase in the number of remands, the department says. It says a substantial increase in the number of people aged 21 or above on remand imposed a heavy burden on the Lychee Court Reception Centre and Thai Lam Centre for Women, resulting in the population of the institutions frequently exceeding the admission capacity. Some detainees were moved in batches to Stanley Prison and Lowu Correctional Institution to make space. The CSD says it expects the remand figures to increase even further this year. Former Justice Secretary Elsie Leung says calls for an end to one-party rule in China could now be illegal, or they might not be. But in any case, there is no one-party rule. Still, she warns that people should be careful if they're opposing it. Damon Pang has more. 
Elsie Leung, who's also a former deputy of Beijing's Basic Law Committee, explained that people might get away with chanting slogans denouncing one-party rule, but such a chant might breach the national security law if accompanied with other actions. Just chanting the slogan may not necessarily violate the law, but of course you have to look at the evidence, what was said and done beforehand and afterwards, Mrs. Leung told reporters after attending an event. She then stressed that China has a multi-party system, which is led by the Chinese Communist Party. At the same time, the CCP is the ruling party, and this is set out in the Constitution, she said. People should respect the Constitution, and they should not say anything that challenges it, she added. An end to one-party rule in China had been a regular call at Hong Kong's June 4th vigils to commemorate the victims of Beijing's massacre in 1989. Last year's vigil at Victoria Park was outlawed, and the authorities are refusing to allow one this year either, citing the coronavirus pandemic for their decisions. Ms. Leung was also asked about a possible ban on the Civil Human Rights Front, which organized some of the biggest rallies during the 2019 anti-government movement, with police now investigating the group. Reporters asked her whether freedom of association could be undermined by the police's move. In a democratic society, the freedoms can be restricted when there's a need to do so, with the aim of protecting national security, public order and safety, and the rights of others, Ms. Leung replied. Turning overseas, India has reached a grim milestone in COVID-19 with the number of confirmed fatalities reaching 200,000. There were also more than 360,000 new infections. Authorities there are now considering a recommendation to place 150 of the worst-hit districts into lockdown. Narendra Teneja, a spokesperson for the governing BJP, said COVID had hit Indians from every part of society, as it had done in Western countries. Medical infrastructure is overwhelmed. We saw similar things in a city like New York, we saw in Italy, we saw in several other countries. In the West, the so-called developed West, we saw that. And it's not only the ordinary people, a judge of the Supreme Court of India, who is called in India, we call such people VIP, very important people. He died of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's not only the ordinary people. You know, when it comes to this, many people have lost their life. Neighbouring Pakistan has registered its highest daily number of COVID deaths to date at 201. Recorded fatalities reached 17,500. The surge is severely testing health services, as the BBC's Sekunda Kamani reports. Well, despite historic tensions between the two countries, ordinary Pakistanis have reacted with a great deal of sympathy to events across the border in India. Both the government and a leading charity here have offered to provide medical help, medical services, although so far it doesn't seem any sign that that's been taken up. The terrible scenes that we're seeing come out of India are also playing into fears about Pakistan's own coronavirus situation, with officials warning that if social distancing rules are not followed, then a similar crisis could develop here too. Police in Japan have reportedly arrested the young widow of an ageing real estate mogul on suspicion of his murder. The 77-year-old, who had previously described himself as a Don Juan, died about three years ago, just months after marrying his wife, who's now 25. Robert Kemp has more. Kozuki Nozaki, who boasted in his autobiography of spending a fortune on young, beautiful women, died of acute poisoning in 2018. Now his widow, Saki Sudo, has been taken into custody. The late Mr Nozaki, who was into real estate, liquor sales and money lending, said in the bestseller that he'd spent 3 billion yen, about 27 million US dollars, on wooing 4,000 women. He said the pair had met at Tokyo's Haneda Airport when he tripped over on purpose to get Miss Sudo to help him. 
The Sankai Shimbun newspaper said Mr Nozaki had left 1.3 billion yen in his will to the city of Tanabe, where he lived. But because half of his estate goes to his widow, the city had been in talks with her about splitting the money. Britain's Electoral Commission has launched a formal investigation into how the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, paid for the refurbishment of his Downing Street flat. The Commission said it had reasonable grounds to suspect one or more offences had occurred. The leader of the main opposition Labour Party, Keir Starmer, repeatedly asked Mr Johnson in Parliament who'd made the initial payment for the refurbishment. Mr Johnson insisted he'd paid for the work himself. Mr Speaker, I've given him the answer and the answer is I have, I have covered the costs and I think most people will find it absolutely bizarre. And of course there's an electoral commission uh, invest, investigating this and I, I can tell him that I've conformed in full with the code of conduct, with uh, and, uh, ministers' ministerial uh, code and I, I, uh, officials who have been kept, uh, uh, have been advising me throughout this whole thing. To sports, the organisers of this year's Olympic and Paralympic Games in Tokyo have outlined how they plan to hold the event safely during the pandemic. Sports teams will have to, make, have to take two Covid tests before boarding flights to Japan. Athletes will undergo daily tests during the Games and won't be allowed to use public transport. A decision about spectator involvement will be made in June. The International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach said the resilience of the Japanese people had made the Games possible under difficult circumstances and he was committed to holding safe and successful events. In football, Christian Pulisic scored a vital away goal as Chelsea drew 1-1 with Real Madrid in the first leg of their Champions League semi-final in Spain. The BBC's Ian Dennis was watching. Such a contrast, an absorbing and entertaining first half followed by a tight, cagey affair in the second period. Chelsea made an excellent start. Timo Werner squandered a great chance, his shot saved by the legs of Courtois before they took the lead after 14 minutes. Rudiger's ball over the top, Pulisic took his time to score with an extremely cool finish. Benzema clipped a post and then equalised with a stunning volley after a touch with his head from Militao's flick-on. Chelsea have the away goal, but the tie is intriguingly poised ahead of the return leg at Stamford Bridge next week. Attention now turns to the second semi-final later tonight. Premier League leaders Manchester City travel to Paris Saint-Germain. The BBC's John Murray looks ahead to the showdown. They are currently two of Europe's most powerful football clubs, but neither of them has yet been champions of Europe. PSG made it to the final for the first time last season under Thomas Tuchel, but lost out to Bayern Munich. This season, under Maurizio Pochettino, they've knocked out Bayern and Barcelona in the last two rounds. Pep Guardiola, finally in his first Champions League semi-final with City, five years after moving to Manchester, says possession of the ball will be all important. The main players have been declared fit, and if they all express themselves, this tie could be a classic. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The Legislative Council passes an immigration bill the government hopes will screen illegal immigrants at source. And senior leaders in the catering industry express surprise at a government requirement that non-vaccinated staff will need a doctor's note instead. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, Todd Harding, more headlines at midnight. Late night, music, Cliff Richard with the shadows. The young ones, darling, with the young ones, and the young ones. 
1962, and uh, since I've been doing this uh, program, looking after this slot uh, through uh, 2021 so far, as uh, Ray Kadiro's been uh, been taking a break, he will be back, but uh, I've been looking after this program for uh, quite a while, and I realised I hadn't played that tune yet. Uh, 1962, of course, Cliff Richard with The Shadows uh, from uh, the album The Young Ones, the title track, and uh, the title song to the 19. 19- 61 movie, The Young Ones, and also, of course, the the soundtrack uh, to the album. From 1964 now. Life goes on day after day Hearts torn in I love and here I'll stay People they rush everywhere Each with their own secrets 
ดเค